Well, greetings in the Master's name. I'd like to read Revelation chapter 1. The book of Revelation is focused on Jesus Christ, and that's what we want to focus on this morning. Revelation, it says Revelation of St. John the Divine, but, but then in my Bible, the first heading says Revelation of Jesus Christ. So the um, Revelation chapter 1, if you uh, don't have a Bible with you, there's some, I think, in the, in the racks there. So reading Revelation chapter 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his throne and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and what thou seest write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia and to Ephesus and to Smyrna, and to Pergamos, and to Thyatira, and to Sardis, and to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one likened to the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet likened to fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in thy right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. Now, looking at chapters 2 and 3, 
the message to these churches. I'll just read the, um, what he says at the beginning and at the ending for each church. And notice the description for each, at the end of each uh, message to each church, notice how it uh, refers back what was said about Christ in chapter 1. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that, well, it's at the beginning, not the end. At the end is the message to those that overcome. At the beginning of each, the message to the church, it, it talks about Christ, and it, it references back to something that he saw in the first chapter. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. To the angel of the church in Pergamos write, These things saith he which hath a sharp sword with two edges. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving he that receiveth it. Unto the angel of the church in Thyatira write, These things saith the Son of God, who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Unto the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Now the last verse in chapter 4. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. We're studying Genesis now in our Sunday school lessons. But thinking about this phrase, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. There was a young man in seminary, and a very capable young man, and he told this account, I think, um, sometime later in his life. Um, he was a very capable person, and uh, one of the classes was in homiletics, uh, how to preach. And, uh, and they all had to do a practice sermon uh, in front of the class, and then the class evaluated them. And so when it came his turn to do it, I mean, he had his introduction right, he had, he, he had the illustrations right, he came, he had the conclusion right. I mean, he had it, he had it right, and he knew it. 
he did he he did a, a smack up job, bang up job. And of course, when the students evaluated him on their papers, they turned in evaluations and to the teacher. And they all said, you know, how wonderful it was and how good he was and how perfect it was and all this. And the teacher, in his evaluation, he, he wrote one comment. And I'll put my name there instead of that fellow's. He said, you cannot impress people with John Swartz and Jesus Christ at the same time. He was good. He knew he was good. There's nothing wrong with being good. But Jesus is the one that is worthy of the glory. And so I was thinking about, you know, that singing today. Um, maybe maybe uh, you wish you could sing like that. Or maybe some of the children are just waiting until it's their turn to be a part of the group like that, you know. Um, and it's, it's right to uh, want to glorify God. But as humans... We have this tendency to want to take a little glory into ourselves. So let's always remember. Now, uh, an another aspect of this, too, to me, is, um, you know, in not, not wanting to take the glory to ourselves, we don't um, overcome that, that tendency to want the glory. We don't overcome that by just pretending we can't do anything or, you know, hiding our talent under a bushel, I think about what it says about Christ in Philippians. Uh, it says, look not every man on his own things, but every man on things of others. Let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. It says Christ did not, um, he, he didn't, uh, it, he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. In other words, he acknowledged that, he accepted that. He accepted who he was. But it says, he made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that is the name of Jesus. Every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So he, he had a mission, and he, uh, he humbled himself to that mission. But he didn't deny who he was. He didn't deny what God had given him. We don't need to deny what God has given us, but it needs to be um, submitted to God's plan for us and to give him all the glory. Just uh, a little bit more here in Revelation. Revelation 5, we're familiar with these verses. Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth, and such as are in the sea, and all that are in them heard I saying, blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that setteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. So, let's see. There's a song said, the world needs a song. Some people can sing. Said, the world needs a prayer. 
people can't sing or they can pray. Uh, and it said the world needs a light. We can all be a light. Um, so whatever we do, um, well, let's see that little song, ten. One talent have I to take to the sky, while others are blessed with ten of the best, and however it goes, you know, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shine with whatever I have, but I'm gonna shine to the glory of God, not to the glory of myself. Uh, 1 Peter 4.11. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Those of us, it's convenient. Let's kneel for prayer.